Hello from ABA Mid-Year Meeting 2018 in Vancouver, Canada. I'm Lawrence Galetti. I'm Bob Carlson. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us on the road. It's a pleasure to be here in Vancouver. It's drizzly, it's gray, but the hospitality is very warm. And today it's my pleasure to welcome to the microphone, Mr. Bob Carlson, who of course is the president-elect of the American Bar Association. Welcome. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Excellent. You know, the weather's a little gray, but, uh, you know, I got to tell you, it was beautiful coming in. I got uh, got to see uh, all of the port side stuff on the approach. So that was uh, really interesting. How was, uh, how was your ride in? It was fine. It was great. Uh, no snow on the ground, which is, you know, since I'm from Montana, at this time of the year, there's always a lot of snow. Uh, the weather might be a little cool and drizzly, but the people here have been very warm and very friendly. So we're happy to be here. Yeah, it's been pretty terrific so far. But anyway, well, thank you for uh, joining us for an interview. You know, this is our first time that we're getting to meet you on Legal Talk Network. And of course, you know, we do travel with the American Bar Association quite a bit. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to, uh, you know, before we get started asking a couple series of questions here, just wanted to, for our listeners, for their benefit, where do you work? What do you do? Well, I'm a lawyer, obviously, in Butte, Montana, which is a town of about 34,000 people in the southwest corner of Montana. And I have a small firm, about five and a half lawyers five full-time, one of counsel, and I do mostly products liability and insurance coverage defense work. Well, and for those that live on the coast, uh, Butte, Montana is on I-90. It's between, I think, Bozeman and Missoula, right? That's right. It's actually on the confluence of I-90 and I-15. Okay. So, uh, and for a trivia bit for our listeners, it's the headwaters of the Columbia River system. Excellent. For the pregame, I was talking with uh, Matt Cemento of the American Bar Association. He's uh, 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 giving me some information about you in preparation. And, and one of the things that uh, that we highlighted was, uh, you know, obviously uh, President uh, Hillary Bass of the American Bar Association comes from a very large firm and, and you come from a, a smaller firm. And so most of the attorneys out there that are in practice are, are you know, solos or working for small firms. And so I just wanted to, uh, you know, open up with that, you know, seeing early on, and I know it's early for you uh, coming on as president-elect and you're, you're traveling, uh, this is kind of the full schedule. Uh, you're kind of aware of what's coming when you, uh, when you take the reins as the, as the president of the American Bar Association. But, you know, just early observations from that smaller firm perspective, uh, what issues are you seeing? What problems are you looking to solve? From a small firm perspective, the, the biggest thing is to convince people what we all know that are in leadership of the American Bar Association, that is how important uh, the ABA is to the practicing lawyer. Uh, and certainly in a firm my size, the value benefit is the products that the ABA delivers to help them be better lawyers and to serve their clients better. So right now, issues of technology are critical to competing with the bigger firms. And most of the lawyers in Montana and in the, the Rocky Mountain West states are from firms like mine, the solo uh, up to 10 uh, lawyers. Uh, and so they need all the help they can get. They don't have the time or the resources to look for all the technology they need. So the American Bar Association, through a program called Blueprint, has provided, uh, has done the vetting, has looked up gone through all the technology that's available and said this, if you're going to have a virtual law office or if you're going to have a virtual receptionist or if you're going to attract clients, this is the technology that you need. And on top of that, in most states now, including Montana, 
the rules of professional conduct require you to be up to date on technology. It's a violation of the rules if you're not. And so we're trying to help those lawyers meet those guidelines and be able to serve their clients more efficiently, more cost-effectively, and uh, hopefully through that process, will expand the access to justice and the people they can serve in states like mine. Oh, excellent, excellent. So yeah, definitely, you know, seeing that uh, over our travels, there's been a, uh, a large push for, for technological solutions to make these law firms uh, much more efficient. And also, you know, you can do a whole, obviously with the efficiency, you do a whole lot more with less, but I think it makes the work life easier uh, for these attorneys, allowing them to compete with larger firms as well. So uh, it's nice to get into your specialty that way. The, the real benefit is, they frankly they don't have time to to figure out what is the right technology for what they need and that's the blueprint program is designed to do that and plus once we pick the programs we work out affinity deals with those the the providers and the creators of the software to get discounts deep discounts that frankly pay for the cost more than pay for the cost of ABA membership for solo and small firms so what kind of, uh, you know, in addition to what's being offered uh, already with the uh, with Blueprint, uh, what are some of the other functions, features, services that uh, you're hoping to add? Well, this year we've got a, a group of, a working group uh, that uh, is continuing to develop uh, more substantive uh, content-based information for lawyers to assist in their practice. So not just technology, but also how do you take a deposition? What expert witnesses do you need in a certain type of case? And so we've combined resources with a few of our working groups, the ABA Sectional Litigation, Young Lawyers, GP Solo, General Practice and Solos, and uh, the Law Practice Group uh, to assist in getting all the great content that the ABA has, try to put it in a user-friendly place so they can go to the website, click on Blueprint, and here's this list of menu options that, allow, that assist them in figuring out how to best serve their clients. So it's both the technology and the substance-based content that we hope to get rolled out over the course of the next year and a half. Personal questions. So, uh, Mr. Carlson, obviously, we're, we're just now getting to know you, but uh, you know, I was told that one of the people that was uh, influential in your decisions to volunteer, and that's what it is, it's volunteer work for the American Bar Association, was Mr. Bill Robinson. Of course, uh, he has uh, recently passed away, and so I just wanted to ask, in lines with that, what did he mean to you, and, and how did he influence your decision to, to volunteer all these years? That's an interesting question, because um, I had been involved in the... Uh, as an officer of the State Bar of Montana and met Bill and uh, at a regional bar conference, the Western States Bar Conference in about 1990-91. Uh, and over the course of time, he kept weaving in and out of my life. He was doing everything, but not only at the state of Kentucky where he's from, but also the ABA. And uh, in 2001, I was elected to the ABA Board of Governors. And Bill uh, was in the class ahead of us. Uh, and so his wife took my wife under her wing, and we become friends from that relationship. And, you know, I, I can't give him all the credit, but he gets a lot of the credit for sort of pushing me along the way. Uh, and Joan gets, his wife gets a lot of credit uh, for what she did. Uh, and obviously my wife, Cindy, gets a lot of credit for what she's been willing to put up with, frankly, in the, these travels around the country and, and literally around the world. Uh, Bill was such an enthusiastic supporter of the American Bar Association. 
he would strike up conversations with anybody and brag about how much good work we do. Such an infectious personality. Uh, when they started talking about maybe I should do something more, uh, he, he basically recruited a few other legendary people in the ABA like Dennis Archer and Robert Gray, who were the first and second African-American presidents of the association. And with their help, it just became, well, okay, we need to honor your work. We need to do something to move this forward. And it, it is time for us to have a lawyer from a more rural state in a smaller practice. Uh, because even though I know that you care about Bill Robinson or, or Dennis Archer or Hillary Bass and Linda Klein all care about this, the lawyers in the smaller firms, I, they don't always get that. The, the lawyers don't always get how much we care about them. So having somebody from a small firm that speaks literally their language, I thought it was about time we did something like that. And uh, it's, so far it's been great. So volunteer work, and you know, this is one of the one of the topics that I like to uh, touch back on uh, when we when we travel. Uh, it, it's amazing to me, you know, the American Bar Association. I mean, in addition to the wonderful staff that we get to talk to on a regular basis, the work uh, done by the American Bar Association is done a lot by volunteers, and you're one of those volunteers. And and uh, this is the question I did ask to uh, current President uh, Hillary Bass uh, early, uh, right right as she was taking the uh, the reins of the uh, presidency. You know, I asked her, you know, how does this work for you? I mean, this is the, the the travel commitments and and all of the speeches that have to be made and all the events that you have to go to. You're being pulled away from your practice, and you know she works for a very big uh, Greenberg Traurig, very big and supportive firm. You know, and, and stand behind her and support her. You're coming from a much smaller firm in uh, Butte, Montana. How is that working for you? Your partners and and they're looking at you and they're like, you know, um, uh, Mr. Carlson, uh, how, how does that work? <laughs> Well, so far it's worked all right. Uh, I mean, I've been, as president-elect, I've been able to uh, continue to practice somewhat, although not as, not as much as I would normally do. And we've been spreading work around to the other lawyers. In, in my case, it was not like it just happened overnight. It, this has been a long process. I've been talking with my partners literally for 10 years about this. And although they always said, oh, sure, yeah, whatever. This will never happen in their minds. A few years ago, it dawned on them that this actually was going to happen. Uh, and I, they've come to grips with it. They've been very supportive. We're, we're going to make it work, but we're going to make it work really in the way you do things in Montana. You just, you just do it. And, you, and if I have to do certain things during the course of the year, the one thing I've done my entire career is spend it on a plane, a train, or in an automobile. And technology really helps me serve the needs of my clients while on the road. And we're going to do whatever it takes. Uh, they support me at my firm. I'll support them. This is important. I mean, you can do this. And the message that we'd like to deliver is hopefully there will be more people, more lawyers who will volunteer from firms like mine from around the country, whether it's Maine or New Mexico or Utah or Wyoming, uh, that have this background because the ABA does, I've known this forever, since 1979, it speaks for the American lawyer, every lawyer. It doesn't matter if you're a member or not, we speak for you. Now, we'd like to have all of you be members out there, but we speak for you on issues of access to justice, on issues of law school accreditation, on issues of legal ethics and rules of professional conduct. We impact your lives on a daily basis. 
and I'm so you know privileged to be in this position to uh, to succeed uh, and take take up the reins after Hillary is finished. Um, Hillary's a good friend of mine. We've known each other for a while. We've worked together. Uh, we work well together. We sort of view this as a it's not a marathon and it's not a sprint. It's a relay race, and we want to have this continuum of leadership that speaks to lawyers and gets the message out about how important an independent judiciary is. And I can't, it's an honor. I just, you know, it's, I'm still pinching myself. I, it's hard to believe I'm doing this. Well, Mr. Carlson, I just have one last question for you. You know, if our, if our listeners, they want to reach out, learn a little bit more about you, uh, maybe uh, get a sneak preview into your big sky presidency of the uh, American Bar Association, how can they find you? Well, the easiest way is uh, at ABA Prez underscore elect. Excellent. Well, we've reached the end of the road for today's episode, but I want to thank our guest, Bob Carlson, for joining us today and also for our listeners for tuning in. And if you like what you heard today, please rate us an Apple podcast. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS, find us on Twitter and Facebook, or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Uh-huh.